Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today we are continuing in the 90s with Alan Quartermain. Last week we finished off with April 1991 and I forgot, well, I didn't forget because I hadn't watched it yet, but we ended with Monica like looking lovingly at Alan as he was taking care of a little patient. It was during the playlist that I was watching this week and there was this little girl and I guess she had a boo-boo or whatever and Alan just goes, I hope you don't find me too forward. May I offer you a kiss? And he gave her like a little chocolate, like a Hershey kiss. And I'm like, this is where we start to see Mm -hmm. why we love him. Yes. So again, using Curly Q Girl GH episode recaps, some YouTube playlists, General Hospital fandom. I think that's it. Yeah. A little bit of, uh, what was the other one that I sent you? I think soaps.com recaps. I think they said the same thing. I don't think that I actually use them. So for the rest of 91, I gave a little more detail just because stuff was going on that if you just read the sentence that pertained to Alan, you're like, what are you talking about? Once we get into 92, it's just... It's very choppy. Yes, exactly. Like Alan wasn't doing much. So the beginning of the episode will be like a whole lot. And then the end of the episode will be more Alan did this, this and this because that's just how 92 kind of was. Yep. So let's get back to May 1991. Do you want to pick up or do you want me to? I don't care. (laughs) So Alan and Monica came home and spoke to Jennings. He said Lila is fine and has already hired a contractor to start work the next day. She's on top of it. But do you know what this was for? Was this when that room collapsed? It was the earthquake that hit Port Charles. Oh, Lila had already gotten. So right there, it's like 
<laughs> okay. Whole other story line that we could just get into. The earthquake that hit Port Charles. And Lila had already gotten a contractor. By the time Alan and Monica had gotten home from the hospital, from caring for all the patients, I guess they didn't have that many fatalities or casualties, whatever. And do they have that many earthquakes in New York? I don't think they're, they have any. <laughs> because they've had one more recently, right? It, that was in DC that we felt the reverb from up here, I was working about an hour away from where we live. And I was just sitting in my office and suddenly like, boom. And I was like, what the heck was that? Now I know how Lila and them felt. Exactly. <laughs> well, New York was a little bit higher. So no, but that was the DC or that was almost 10 years ago. Okay. Stop making me feel old. Go I ahead. know. I'm sorry. But that's what that was. Because mm. I know. So we did kind of start to record this last week. And then we realized we just, we needed to cut it. Yes. In a place that made sense. Mm -hmm. And we had asked, what the heck are they getting a contractor for? That That's was it. it. Alan asks if he has any messages and runs into Monica. They find out they have nobody on their schedules and go home early. Alan asks Monica out for dinner. She says she will go if he changes rooms with her in the servants' quarters. So that's the thing is that one of the Jennings bedroom was like a furnace, but then one of the other servants' bedrooms was like an ice box. And so... Oh, okay. Because they were still not back together. Right. So Alan and Monica show up at Kelly's and they want to eat at the counter. Alan says, Paul needs to answer. Needs an answer. Needs an answer very soon about letting ELQ stocks go public. Alan then tells her they need to come up with an answer. Then in walks Paul, like he had heard people <laughs> talking about him and says that Harlan Barrett wants to meet with them and make another offer on the cannery. Alan walks up and says he thought that they weren't going to sell it. Paul advises them to listen to Harlan. Alan and Monica talk about how they really don't want to make the ELQ stock public. Monica tells them, tells them it's not his fault and that he is not a businessman, but a darn good doctor. Let's get that on a button. There you go. The Qs have, have their board meeting to vote on going public. Alan, Ned, and Lila refuse. Paul tells them they will be filing chapter 11 soon. And finally, Alan changes his vote and they have the majority needed to go public. And then basically there's just more talk about like this selling of the ELQ stock, Monica and Alan and their parenting. So at this time is when AJ and Jason had been away at boarding school and then <laughs> came back 10, 11 years older. And so Alan and Monica were getting letters from the school saying that there were problems with AJ and that things like that. So I don't want to get too much, too much into it because that's a lot of AJ's, AJ's story, story, but it is going to come in play later. I thought it was funny that it says in here, like they've talked to people and they go down to the boarding school to see what's going on. And um, Alan comes back and says to Monica, oh, AJ just said he wanted to buy like really special presents for his teachers and his mates at school, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? What dad believes that? Quit spending all right. the money. Exactly. It's just like a lot of family drama. Yeah. A lot about the ELQ stock. Yeah, it was in June 1991 is when we actually see AJ come back to Port Charles as, and I don't think this was Sean Kanan at the time. This was that guy that was before Sean Kanan. Oh, it's, it's, it mentioned what day was Sean Kanan's first appearance. Yeah. There. When he showed up in, in Port Charles, that was the first appearance of Sean Kanan. Okay. So, so he had been aged June? up beforehand. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I have so many questions about this, but this isn't about AJ. It's about Alan. <laughs> Wrong Alan. Because AJ stands for Alan Jr. Yeah. But basically, AJ's just being really reckless and Alan and Monica are having to deal with it. Yeah, it's just constant and parenting conversation. Exactly. Like they're conflicted about who's right, who's wrong. And then, of course, there's always the fighting that's going on with Tracy too. Oh, oh, and Tracy was pregnant with Dylan. Mm -hmm. So his age is not too far off. No. So I, I apologize that I misspoke about that. 
didn't we, we talked all about the cannery stuff whenever it, we did our recap with ELQ, right? I think so. It does hit okay. on that a lot though, of the cannery. Cannery went with all the like boat shipping stuff and then they wanted to sell, but they didn't want to sell and they shouldn't sell, but they should sell. And that was whenever Paul was involved in everything. Yeah. So then in August, this is when we definitely had Sean Kanan because I remember watching this. Alan and Monica are having coffee and they both have the morning off and Alan wants to do something fun, but he opens a letter from Port Charles College and there's bad news on AJ. AJ walks in and Alan and Monica confront him about school and they're like, so anything you want to say about your classes? He's like, oh yeah, they're swell. <laughs> I mean, like he was really using language like that. It was kind of funny. I loved it. And then he, Alan says, then why am I getting this letter that like you're failing everything? Right. And he's like, it's because of your divorce. You oh, know, give it's, me a break. right. Exactly. So he really plays them there. And then they bought it. And then Alan says that he wants to get back with Monica. And she's like, um, you left me for Lucy. Remember that red dress? Okay. Right. Then. Alan tells her that they still fight better than anyone. And he really pursues her. And then he shows up at her business meeting with another doctor and tells her that he wants to put aside their differences. This was great because it was, she was supposed to be meeting with another doctor about like a procedure with one of her patients. And Alan shows up and she's like, you have to go. I'm meeting somebody. Like I'm having a work lunch. Right. He's like, oh, it's with Dr. So-and-so. Yeah, he's approved it. It's okay. So here, we're going to sit down and talk. And then he gets down on his knees and tells her that he wants to remarry her and Alan chases her home again or chases her home and proposes again and she finally says yes and Lila's there clapping and ready to plan the wedding and then Tracy finds out finds out about Alan and Monica's remarriage and Tracy asks Alan if they had lobotomies to get married again <laughs> she can't believe that Monica would take him back she walks out saying that she might be taking taking a trip down the aisle sometime in the future herself. Oops, I think this is before we knew that Tracy was pregnant because she wasn't married to Paul Hornsby yet. Right. But she announces there, she's like, because everyone's like, to who? <laughs> she's like, Paul Hornsby. Of course. Yep. On August 15th, Alan and Monica walk into the hallway. Alan is feeling weak and he goes to sit down after a simple blood test. They had to get one to get a marriage license and they talk about how happy they are. So this was so funny because they go to get the blood work done and He's like, I hate needles. Monica looks at him and is like, but you're a doctor. Right. And he's like, shut up. Right. <laughs> That's different if you're putting needles in someone else as opposed exactly. to needles in yourself. So they're waiting for a civil ceremony because they just decide to go to the justice of the peace. No big wedding, all that. Monica gives Alan a prenuptial agreement and he gets mad at her. And she's like, well, my attorney said that we should probably get this done. And he's like, well, you know what? Mine did too. And then she's like, then what are you getting mad at me for? <laughs> but they start arguing arguing over like these different pieces and he's like well my mother gave me that for our wedding present and she's like yeah our wedding she's like and then you gave it to me in the divorce so therefore it's mine mm -hmm. but then he starts saying that he's claiming stake in things that like he hasn't even gotten yet because lila's still alive in the end, they wind up both tearing up the agreements and Alan wants to get married today in Port Charles. And Sheila overhears Alan and Monica talking about get, getting married that day. And Jennings brings them close to the hospital for them to get changed into. And he brought Alan a brown suit and she wanted the charcoal gray. Oh, no. Yes. So they didn't tell Jennings what they were doing, though. Oh, okay. But then Jennings goes and tells Lila that he thinks that Alan and Monica are getting married today. And so Lila tells him no quarter man has ever eloped. Oh, my God. I miss Lila. <laughs> and Lila's, Lila tells Jennings that they should make an appearance at the ceremony. So she's all excited. AJ tries to find the wedding. Alan and Monica arrive at the courthouse and they see a huge line to get married. I mean, this entire lobby is like packed. 
They see Lila in the hallway and AJ shows up. AJ has a plan. He cuts in line at the courthouse so Alan and Monica can go to the front of the line to get married. A justice of the peace marries them. And it is so funny because it turns out they actually didn't need that blood work. Oh. Yeah. Alan's like, wait, what? Why don't? Because yeah. they're like, here's our blood certificate showing we're not related. Here's the, why would you have to prove that again if you've already been married? Right. But to the same person. Yeah. Like you don't just, I mean, you don't get related. Yeah. It, apparently the Cassidines do, but not with the quarter beams. <laughs> I would still think they would want it in their records though. Again? Yeah. They were only just married not too long before uh, that. The courts are crazy with the stuff they require. Okay. I didn't, ha- we didn't have to get blood work done. Uh-uh. But anyway. So Justice of the Peace marries them and it is so not, I mean, Alan and Monica kept talking about how they were looking forward to saying their vows again, like to honor and cherish and all that. And the guy's like, okay, now you're married and it's $30. And Alan's like, can I kiss her first before I pay him? (laughs) So Lila tells everybody in the reception or in the lobby, everyone come to the quarter main mansion later on for champagne and caviar. I love it. (laughs) So Yep. Alan and Monica go to the Port Charles Hotel for lunch and they say how much they love each other. And sure enough, all those people did show up to the Quartermain Mansion. And Tracy was like, why on earth would you do that? Because <laughs> it's Lila and she's nice to everyone. Yes. Super sweet. And then Paul shows up the Quartermains while Tracy's planning the engagement party. He needs Alan to sign some papers. Alan asks him why he is marrying Tracy. And Paul says it's none of his business. Um, Yeah, it is if he's the big brother. And I feel like that wasn't the right answer, no matter what. What? You should be saying, because I love her. <laughs> that, there's that too. <laughs> and then on August 30th, Alan and Monica come home and are exhausted. They regret not taking a honeymoon. Monica's complaining that there's no surprises left. And then she and Alan wind up going to the Outback and oh. Alan started performing at the Outback. Did not see that in everything that I watched. But I like that it says Tracy's mortified and that her and Paul leave. Yes. It's like, I don't want to watch my brother do this. He's yes. making, I'm sure he wasn't making a fool out of himself. No, though, because, because he was Stuart amazing, Damon was a singer. I then- bet that if it was my big brother, even if he could sing, I'd be like, oh, please stop. You're so embarrassing. Right. So then we get into September and Monica and Alan come home from the Outback and they're dancing in the foyer. They interrupt AJ and his girlfriend in the library. Monica and Alan proceed to make out when AJ leaves. Well, at least they waited for him to leave. Yeah. Monica brings Alan some milk while they wait up for AJ. Tracy comes in. She and Alan have a heart to heart about the fact that Paul won't make love to her. Ew, that's a weird conversation now with your brother. Alan and that's a weird Monica- conversation to have with your sister too, but yeah. Yeah. Alan and Monica question AJ knowing Nancy. He lies and says he might have met her once. Tracy busts in and tells Alan and Monica she saw them having drinks at the Port Charles Hotel. Alan and Monica yell at Tracy for not telling them about AJ's drinking and she says she didn't want to meddle and storms out to meet Paul because Tracy's not known to meddle in anything. Nothing. Mm-mm. She keeps out of everybody's business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then they show up at the courthouse with AJ. Scott makes his opening statements for Bill. Felicia and Connor talk about their family life. Alan and Monica are upset with AJ and Alan says they need to hire him a lawyer. So this was all, he was being accused of something with the Eckerd case, but he wasn't part of it. I don't know, but it wasn't explained in anything that we just skipped over. Right. Because later on, he needs help with all his drinking stuff. Right. But this, but this has nothing to do with This that. has to ha- do with him knowing that girl that he was drinking with. So Alan confronts AJ about his role in the Eckerd case. Ned walks in. Alan says they'll have dinner and discuss what it means to be a quarter mate. Mm. Ned calls to cancel his dinner re- reservations so he can spy on Alan and AJ. And Lila talks to Alan about AJ. Alan wants to explain to him about his inheritance. Alan and Monica have dinner with AJ and Ned tell- 
tells them they need to get along as they are the future of the Quartermains. They tell Ned and AJ they need to get along and that they need to work together. Al and Monica come home and talk about how Ned and AJ were glaring at each other over dinner. That, that rivalry was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan said it was like him and Tracy. Junior. That's all he would call him, Junior. <laughs> You're right. Alan wants to know if Monica wouldn't mind if Jason would come back and live at home again. I forgot there was that while when there was just AJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jason. So then in October, Nancy arrives at the Quartermain Mansion to see AJ. Alan throws her out of the house. Bill gets a call from Scott to meet with him later that day. AJ thanks Alan for throwing Nancy out. Alan wants to know the deal. He reminds AJ of their conversation about his legacy and the responsibility. And Alan wants to talk to Monica about AJ. They do a lot of talking. AJ is about to leave when he gets a letter delivered for Alan. The letter is really for his dad. It's from Nancy telling Alan that she has dirt on his son. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Lila comes in and talks to Edward's photo. This is when Edward was dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She tells him Tracy is so unhappy that Edward isn't going to be there for the wedding. He tells Lila this is when ghost edward was around Mm -hmm. he tells lila that alan has to stand in for him and he tells lila that alan should sing at the wedding i don't know that tracy would like that though she didn't want to be there for his performance (gasps) how dare this next line go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry that it offends you alan walks in right as tracy is saying how bad alan's voice is and alan breaks into song yep tracy continues to carry on about nobody giving her a rehearsal dinner she demands that alan and monica join her and paul at the outback that night and alan says he will only go if he can sing at the wedding um alan walks into the outback and says that paul's nowhere to be found and a whole bunch more of just alan and monica trying to figure out what they can do to help their son yeah. So So basically AJ's getting into more legal trouble now, but we're just not gonna get into it because that's all AJ. But obviously right. Alan and Monica are part of it. Alan's but being it's a dad. Not... He's being a dad like you would be a dad. He's right. trying to get him help and But we're gonna have to talk about AJ sometime. So Yeah. We're just gonna skim that. Okay. So much AJ. I mean that's ha- what happens when you're a parent, you know. Your kids kinda take some of your storyline. True. But that's their storyline. That's Alan's story. Or that's AJ's storyline. I do like where it says that they ask AJ, like, what's up with him and Nancy? And he replies back that he's following in Alan's footsteps, like, being in all the shady stuff. Because that's a normal comment that a kid would make to get on your nerve. Yeah. And then later on in 91, there's they're, like, reopening the case into investigating what happened to Edward. And obviously more about the Quartermains fighting, going back and forth with that. Yes, Alan vows that if someone killed his father, he will do more than just find it intriguing. Yes. Yeah, and then it mentions that Alan and Monica comment that Edward would turn over in his grave if he knew how AJ turned out. Which I don't feel is true, because Edward did his own shady stuff. Yeah. Then in December, Alan and AJ reminisce about Edward and fighting over the Christmas train set, which we've talked about a few times, like even when they were kids, that like Alan would help the kids set up the Christmas train and everything. And Alan says that he's having such a hard time living up to what he should be in Edward's eyes. Aww. And AJ says that he's always wanted to go to business. And then in the middle of December, Alan and Monica got a letter saying that Jason will be home for Christmas. More trouble with AJ. He's playing poker. He's not supposed to be doing that or drinking. Yep. And then this is when it gets to be a real problem because like Alan setting up the trains, he asks AJ to help. Then Jason comes on in from skiing and they all treat him like he's the golden child and AJ is the outsider. And then this is when it was Jason Quartermain who was going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And Alan and Monica decided to leave and take Jason to the hospital to show him off. Which sounds so ridiculous. Like he's a baby. Here, meet our new baby. Come on. Yeah. He's going to be a doctor. 
I don't know the need to show off. And then basically like 92 kind of starts the same thing. More problems with AJ and his drinking. Alan has an ulcer and this was an ongoing thing throughout the year from what I was Right. It just kind of touches watching. on it. Like all of a sudden it's tossed in there. Alan's not feeling well because of his ulcer, but it doesn't go into a lot of yeah. kind of treatment he was getting or what he was doing for it. I know they tell him to avoid stress and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a doctor and I have two 20, early 20 something year old sons. Right. And Monica's treating the patient, David, that she has a past with. But again, that's a lot more of Monica's storyline. Right. So Alan feels the way you would feel about your spouse having a past with a patient. He's concerned that she's spending too much time with him and tending to interfering with his yes. treatment or her treatment of the patient. Right. Right. Which we just had with her mm-hmm. with, cause we talked, we touched on it briefly too, a couple that Rosalie. Right. Exactly. And then he ends up, David ends up Rosalie. Ro- yeah. Was that the name? Rosalie was the nurse a few years ago that dated Michael that was married to Brad. Was that also the same? We might be getting the name mixed up. So in one of our earlier episodes about Alan and Monica, there was something like there was a, an obvious storyline going on with Monica that Alan was very yeah vocal about. But again, but she doesn't it's a listen. Monica storyline. Yes. And she doesn't listen to him. This David character ends up dying and then she gets sued for it. But Alan is the loving husband through all of it. I'm sure he wanted to say, I told you so, but he does not. Right. And then Alan convinces AJ to go to rehab because of all the drinking and everything. Right. And there's a lot of the AJ storyline mixed into this because that's when AJ's dating Nikki and they don't want him with Nikki. And so they keep telling him how awful she is and he rebels by drinking more and moving in with her and all that kind of stuff. So Alan finally offers her on the wedding day a check to leave, leave. or else he's going to cut them off from all of the inheritance whenever she marries AJ. So she does leave and that leads into the drinking that happens. Even in 93, more. because he doesn't know that she got paid off. He thinks that she just left and he's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Monica tells Alan she's having a hard time getting past what he did to AJ, talking about paying off Nikki. Alan tells Tony he is not sure that he and Monica can work out their problems this time. And Alan has a drink with Meg and Amy. And then in February, Tracy tells Alan she knows all about the payoff to Nikki. And it's just a matter of time before AJ finds out too. Mm-hmm. Um. Alan and Monica keep fighting about the whole Nikki payoff and they go and visit AJ at rehab. That was Sean Kanan's first appearance. Yes. February 16th, 1993. So when I said before that was his first, it wasn't. That was that the was first when AJ a- came back. Aged yes. up AJ. AJ. Exactly. Aged up AJ. There we go. So February 16th was when Sean Kanan started. And then February 22nd, he returns home from rehab and then alan and monica want to make sure that he doesn't overdo it by going back to school and taking on too much too soon because they're totally gerald hopkins was the name gerald hopkins i knew it was was gerald aj okay was the first aged up aj got it sorry no you're good and then this is when my boyfriend jagger shows up and alan and monica learn about jason fighting with jagger and jagger feels bad about the fight and jason tells alan and monica that he started the fight and jagger was just protecting karen oh karen and jagger i love them and then there's a lot of the boxing stuff that aj gets into also and jason yeah like they're all kind of hanging out together so that's thrown in here too so then in march well, um, alan really rips into jason because he could hurt he his was, hands for his surgery stuff but also he was the deciding factor in karen being she was under investigation from park charles university's like 
board or whatever for cheating. And Jason was like, all the evidence points to her. And Ellen's like, she can't go to school anymore. Are you still standing by that decision? Yep. 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 I don't know if that gets into that further on. I don't know. I might be jumping ahead. I'm sorry. I know I'm good at that. No, you're okay. I mean, it it does happen. So then I watched the videos. She did the, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's good. You're fine. So then in March, they go out to dinner, another fight with Monica. And then Rhonda, who's Karen's mom, joins Alan for a drink at the grill. Mm Mm-hmm. And then AJ learns Alan stopped the search for Nikki the same day he agreed to pay the PI to start it. And so that gets AJ thinking, what, the what is going on here? Um, and then Alan wants to tell AJ the truth, but Monica's against it. After all the crap that she just gave him over. Mm-hmm. And then AJ tells Jason that Alan stopped the search for Nikki and Monica, Alan, and the boys meet for a therapy session with Gail. But AJ does not say that he knows about them dropping the PI. And then AJ finds the check that Alan wrote to Nikki. Monica tells Alan that she has changed her mind and wants to tell AJ the truth about the payoff. It's a little too late now, girlfriend. And AJ confronts Alan about the check to Nikki. And then Alan defends his actions and AJ breaks down at the boathouse and almost takes a drink. And Monica tries to explain that Alan just did not want to see him get hurt. Alan learns from Rhonda. Sorry. That's fine. This is where I dumped ahead. That's okay. You're only two months off. Alan learns from Rhonda that Karen was accused According of cheating. According to YouTube, I was one video off. Ah, got it. <laughs> Alan learns from Sorry. Rhonda that Karen's been accused of cheating and Jason has voted against her. Alan asks Jason about him voting against Karen at the honor meeting and then Alan tells Monica that he wants to try and help Karen. They agree that they are tired of fighting and they do like a bunch of flashbacks of them together. This and might be... Is this the one? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Finish that sentence and then we are. I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think so because, well, maybe it does flash back to them together, but on this no, particular no, date, the, yep. Alan is not able to perform. Okay. okay. You guys, we have something so good. <laughs> She's a little too, a little excited. You should can't tell. And then at the family, at the next family therapy session, AJ fills in Gail on what Alan did the day of the wedding. Alan blows his top at the session, telling all of them he's done being the family scapegoat. And then he goes and talks to Rhonda while they have coffee in the cafeteria. And Monica tells Gail about her problems with Alan. You can't be the scapegoat if you're actually doing the thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. That's you wrote the check. You could <laughs> scapegoat. No. <laughs> And then Lila thinks that Monica is compounding the problem by not trying to forgive Alan. Alan and Rhonda have a chat at Kelly's. Taking Lila's advice, Monica wants Alan and her to spend some time together. And we do have a great audio of that. So for those of you who don't know the pleasure of having Lila Quartermain in your life, oh my, you have to listen. She gave really good advice. She did. She did. Ready to see my mother, please? Sure, sure. Well, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Steve. I'm here for my checkup. Oh, that's good, that's good. Look, if you can spare a few moments after your appointment, I'd like to discuss some board matters with you. Oh, yes, certainly. I'll bring her up when she's done. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll see you later. Then. All right, Steve. Okay, Dr. Sloan said he'll be ready for you in just a few minutes, Mrs. Quartermain. Thank you, Meg. Welcome. Uh, Mother, I have a consultation. Monica will take you upstairs, okay? Fine, dear. I'll see you tonight. Have a good day. I'll see you later. Well, since we have a few minutes, why don't we uh, spend them alone? Yes, good point. Is there anything I can get you? Uh, no, thank you, dear. Um, 
Monica, why don't you sit down here with me for a moment? You seem so very unhappy lately, dear. Is there anything I can do to help? Oh, Lyra, thank you very much for caring. But no. No, I'm I assume this has something to do with A.J. and Alan. And Alan, uh, paying Mickey Langton to get out of his son's life. Yeah. Quarter name men uh, have their faults, dear. <laughs> but but we women don't get off scot-free either. What do you mean? Well, we tend to judge those that we're closest to. The most harsh. I know that I've been guilty of that for some time. Why shouldn't I blame Alan, Lila? He made a disastrous mistake that tore the whole family apart. That's right. Alan made a mistake. And he, he used poor judgment. And he did that, dear, out of concern and, and love for his son. Yes, I know. That's what he believes. And you don't believe it. Oh, I don't know. Yes, I guess I do believe it, you. But you still can't forgive him? Oh, I, uh, we have been around and around this too many times. It doesn't matter. You see the results. But it does matter, dear. Alan made a mistake, and the consequences were very unhappy ones. And I can't tell you that you're wrong for feeling the way you do, but... Don't you think that you're compounding the, the, the damage by refusing to forgive him? As I recall, you needed his forgiveness not so long ago. Wait a minute, are you talking about David Langton? Yes. Well, that, but that was different, Lila. Why? Because you say so. You say that you've tried to forgive Alan, but you can't. Oh, my dear, couldn't you try again? It, it, it would mean so much to the boys and, and, and to Alan and to you. And the look on Monica's face of, well, darn it, you're right. <laughs> How can I argue with this sweet old woman? And just again, we do not have the rights to any of that. It's all ABC property. However, that was awesome. <laughs> So Monica tracks down Alan at the hospital and he apologizes for last night as the second time he was not able to make love to her. Karen tells Alan she's staying in Port Charles and attending PCU and she now needs a job at GH part-time. Alan makes an effort with AJ, but he will have none of it. Karen and Jagger bring Rhonda to GH. She claims she fell down the stairs. Alan treats her. Karen presses Rhonda to tell the truth about being beaten up by her boyfriend. Monica wants Alan to continue counseling with her, and Alan tells Rhonda that she is one of the few people he has been able to talk to recently. Ouch. Dun, dun, dun. Monica finds Alan in Rhonda's room, hospital room. Yes. <laughs> and like, as a doctor in her room. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. But then, to make matters worse, in May, Alan forgets Monica's birthday. Again! <laughs> this is the second time. He apologizes to her, but she angers him when she tells him about AJ wanting to find Nikki, and he insists that it's a mistake. Monica tells Alan about giving the check to AJ, um, and this is the same thing, like AJ storyline, but he was struggling for money, and so mommy made it all better by giving him money and alan thinks monica's setting him up for failure and then alan has a drink with Rhonda and insists she joins him for dinner alan and Rhonda have dinner together 
And Alan tells AJ it is a mistake to go looking for Nikki. And then Alan blames Monica for giving AJ the tools to find Mon- or to find Nikki, which again especially, is the check. But especially after she just told Alan not to tell him the truth. Make up your mind, Monica. But then she changed her mind. So now whatever she does is fine. <sighs> Alan tells Monica he is not dropping the subject of Nikki until he is certain that she can't ruin AJ's life. Nikki tells AJ that Alan threatened to take away his trust fund if she married him. And if they and I married, don't think that was the truth, right? That was... He said he, he said they would get like an allowance. Okay. And that was it. Um, If they married, the family would turn their back on him and she could not separate him from them. And then uh, Alan has to step in when Frank harasses Rhonda, which was one of her boyfriends. That was and, the one that beat her. But, yes. yes. And then Karen sees Alan and Rhonda together. Monica accuses Alan of avoiding her and Rhonda makes sure that Karen knows that her and Alan are just friends. And they really were at that point. Mm -hmm. They were just friends. They just talked to each other about normal everyday things. And then in June, he has dinner at Rhonda's apartment and he lies to Monica about the fact that he was at Rhonda's. She made the mac and cheese. And this is a little bit, he went over there. I'm not entirely sure why or what, but he wound up over there, I think, to talk about something. I think to talk about Karen. Mm -hmm. And she happened to have macaroni and cheese. Yes. So it's not like it wasn't a planned out Rhonda thing. made right. They weren't having a secret candlelit dinner over some craft. Right. First of all, she uses frozen. She buys top shelf frozen mac and cheese. Oh. Just letting you know. Wow. She's, she's so very committed. proud of it. She's very proud of it. There you go. And there's more than enough for two. And I was like, well, Karen is the second. So you just gave your daughter's dinner to Alan. <laughs> Maybe Karen got stuck somewhere, so it was she just going to probably go was, but still probably lucky enough to be a jagger. Anyway, so then June 9th, Alan blows off dinner with Monica, and she follows him to Jake's bar, where she sees him with Rhonda, and then she tells Bobby about seeing Alan and Rhonda together. So this was intentional, though. Oh yes, exactly. Because Alan overheard Rhonda saying that she was going to be at Jake's that night, and I believe. This was line dancing night. And oh boy, did she teach Alan Quartermain how to dance <laughs> the achy breaky. Oh my God. And they danced. This is back when they could have rights to songs. I don't know if there's rights to dancing. Like, is there rights? Can you do the achy breaky dance? If I don't you're know. Not listening to achy breaky heart. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, he has a cowboy hat and everything. But I mean, he went out of his way. Right. To- that was a a date even though she didn't know it at the time and Rhonda didn't know it like she wasn't expecting him so very Mm -hmm. but Monica sure as heck followed him right Rhonda was not chasing after Monica's husband like she was not going after him um at that at that point in time it was still she was trying to keep a line I I don't think she cared about a line but she wasn't actively pursuing but I think she was not she wasn't actively pursuing but she was also not saying whoa boy true Okay, there you go. There's the line. <laughs> so then, whoa, boy, we're back <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm going to call up some of the people that you dated before and ask them. When Shannon was done with you, was she like, whoa, boy? <laughs> that was the end of it. So, Monica and Alan argue before he leaves for an out of town convention. He stops by Rhonda's apartment to say goodbye, and they end up kissing, Mm. which, again, is not a normal, friendly encounter. No. Monica tells the boys that Alan has not called once from the convention, but Rhonda called Alan. 
No, he called her. When it gets a call from Alan, I mean, yes, he called her. So I don't, Monica didn't know that, but it's just the point that. And then Alan comes home in time for Jason's graduation. Alan and Monica meet Rhonda's boyfriend, Ray, at the graduation. He was the real nasty, right? I hate him. And then Alan drops off a present at Karen's, or a present for Karen at Rhonda's for her graduation. And then this is where it gets into them boxing and whatever there's a boxing fight and alan offers Rhonda a ride home and they decide to stop off at jake's for a beer aj jason and brenda see alan kiss Rhonda at jake's and that's just sloppy too don't be kissing out in public oh, they were totally i mean there was it was horrible because jason's just like racking up the balls or whatever you do to get ready to play pool and they're like yeah aj you just did a great job and brenda says oh looks like Rhonda finally got her way that's why i'm saying that it wasn't necessarily but also okay whatever yeah they were totally making out like 21 year olds at the bar i see aj tells jason that he intends to confront alan about the relationship with Rhonda. oh and they just left Mm. so they didn't confront him at the bar they just left yeah so brenda tells the quartermain boys that Rhonda probably came on to alan at a vulnerable moment but jake's bar is very public and that people may have seen them together Mm -hmm. thanks brenda for having a brain monica overhears alan and aj talking about alan kissing Rhonda, and brenda fills in karen on alan and Rhonda. so alan tells monica he's not having an affair which mm, he kind of sort of wasn't but was alan insists he's not sleeping with Rhonda to monica monica's worried about their problems affecting aj and alan explains to karen that he and her mother are only friends and the thing is is that at this point aj feels like such a failure and he won that boxing fight mm-hmm. and alan was there and was more concerned like, with Rhonda than right AJ. but and so like that hurt aj because he's like great my dad really didn't want to see me he came to see Rhonda. right yes so AJ and Alan argue over AJ's treatment of Karen. Monica and Alan get into a fight about their problem, which escalates into a fight about their past lovers. And they end up in bed together. And here we go. <laughs> this is the video she's been waiting to play all day. Well, it's so if, good. If one video could sum up Alan and Monica, this is it. This is a thousand percent it. Again, thank you, YouTube. Thank you, YouTube and people who saved their Videos from 93. Correct. I talked to AJ and Shay with the family, and then I, <laughs> I laughed. I mean, what what family? What am I trying to salvage here? I mean, just look. Here I am fighting to keep some kind of a connection between us. You're reading a magazine. What does that tell you? I don't know if there's anything left for us to fight for, Monica. Well, Alan, if you're going to throw 25 years of marriage down the drain, you can damn well put down the magazine to do it. You just love playing the put-upon wife, don't you? (laughs) Your behavior gives me no other choice. You've always had choices, Monica. And they were always men. And you always took the choices. I can't even remember all of their names, Monica. You even went transatlantic at one point. I mean, remember the Frenchman? What the hell was his name? Philippe. Philippe. And how... You throw that in my face. You know damn well why I had to do that. I needed someone while you were betraying me with that tramp faith or hope or charity. Fine, charity. Charity. Certainly was. And she was not a tramp. And I never betrayed you with her. Never. I never had an affair with her. But you want to talk betrayal. I mean, what about you and David Langdon? My God, you had a child together, Monica. I mean, Jason's living proof of your tawdry affair with Susan Moore? At least something good came out of that one. 
Well, nothing good came out of your affair with Rick Weber. I mean, we're not just talking about a little roll in the hay, Monica. When you two got into the hay, you just kept rolling and rolling. And, and rolling. it didn't give you any excuse to try to murder us. And you know what, Monica? I always believed that you loved the fact that I wanted you so much that I could kill for you. Well, I could have killed you for marrying Lucy Cole. She was the greatest. Oh, this is the lowest, the dearest, Ellen. Maybe the lowest. That ridiculous hat and that red dress. As if the whole town didn't know that she wasn't a virgin. You know, I just hate it when you get that self-righteous tone in your voice. As if you and Sean Donnelly set some kind of standard for dignified behavior. He was a great lover. Was he really? Yeah, he was. When you think he was he really, Monica? Was he better than me, Monica? Truthfully, was he better than me? A lot of things, but I don't think it's better. Never listen. I hope they don't get an X rating for that now. So they were ta- talking? They were talking. <laughs> they were having conversations, remember? <laughs> Seriously. No. Th- there is no better way to sum up Alan and Monica. Mm-hmm. That is their whole relationship. The they would first argue. time that I watched that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. <laughs> They would argue and then just fall into bed together. But, I mean, she's like, put down the magazine. And he's, I love when she just corrects him because he forgot the name of her lover. And she's like, Philippe. Like, <laughs> how did you forget that? He passed the tomatoes. Like, you know, something <laughs> like that. Oh, my gosh. And then they're just talking about the murder plots. And <laughs> you liked that I could kill for you. And that there wow. being a bookmark in his magazine. Like, I feel like that was the thing that cracked me up the most was he's like, we make a heck of a bookmark. <laughs> so funny. They're, yeah, their love scenes used to be whew, more than we get now. Yeah. Okay. So then Monica suggests that she and Alan take the boys on vacation before school starts. I think that says the boys, like they're little. Alan and AJ get into it again over his relationship with Rhonda and Alan finds an upset Rhonda on the pier. Monica tells, tells the boys to butt out of their relationship and Alan admits to Rhonda that he would not choose her over his marriage. See, he stood up for it. And then Rhonda thinks she and Alan should steer clear of each other. And AJ was really getting into Alan about how can you treat mom that way? I mean, he was getting super defensive about Monica and Monica told AJ, this is my choice to make. Yes. So yes, kids need to stay out of the mom relationship. Rhonda tries to talk with Monica about her friendship with Alan. Monica tells her to avoid that subject with her. And Alan tells Monica that he will not let anything come between them and that he wants their marriage to work especially after that night together. Monica tells Alan that she's happy that they are both on the same side where AJ is concerned. And 
Alan invites AJ to dinner. Alan and AJ make some progress, but things go south when Alan and him talk about his job. Ned tells Alan and Monica that AJ was drunk on duty at the hotel, and AJ claims he was just sick, and that's why he was in Julia's suite, which is a whole other storyline. Yep. In August, Alan and Monica have a nooner, but later they get into a fight. <laughs> Alan is unhappy that Monica that Monica and he don't work as a unit anymore and that their whole lives are all about the boys. Monica tells Alan she doesn't have the answer to all their problems, but she loves him. Alan and Rhonda run into each other at Kelly's a few days later, and Alan finds Monica sitting alone at the fire pit near the quartermain boathouse. Monica thinks Alan is doing extra work at GH to avoid her, and Lila and Monica have a chat about Alan being honest with her. Monica arranges for a surprise trip away for her and Alan's anniversary, and Alan and Rhonda run into each other again at Kelly's. Alan gives Monica a sterling silver rose for their anniversary. So their marriage was also aged up. Mm -hmm. So I think that they just moved up the marriage to coincide with the boys. Yeah. Alan learns that they are going to Martha's Vineyard, but Monica is called away for an emergency and ruins their plans to go away. That has to be difficult to both be surgeons Mm -hmm. and try to plan a trip. Alan puts plan B into operation and arranges for a suite at the Port Charles Hotel for him and Monica. AJ gets the wrong ideas about the plans because he probably saw on the register. Dad has a A hotel room reserved. Yep. Yep. Alan and Monica celebrate their anniversary with champagne and strawberries. Alan and Monica make plans to meet at Kelly's before going to Luca's party. And Monica sees Alan and Rhonda together at Kelly's. We didn't hear that he was with her at Kelly's this time. Right. Alan tells Monica that he's happy right where he is, but she can't stop thinking about seeing him and Rhonda holding hands. Why didn't they tell us that one? Yeah, it just says that all the other ones that they happen to see each other doesn't say that they're okay. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. And then in September, while waiting for Karen, Rhonda runs into Alan again. They run into each other a lot. They and Monica do. sees them together yet again. She tells Bobby that she's going to make it look like she's having an affair to make Alan jealous. <sighs> so she sends herself some flowers from Rod for Alan to see. Bobby thinks Monica should rethink her plan to make Alan believe she's having an affair. And Rhonda tells Alan about Karen wanting to move out and feeling like she is losing her. Monica makes sure Alan sees more flowers from Rod. Monica cancels a a night at the opera with Alan so that he will think that she has plans with Rod. Alan asks Bobby about Rod, and then Alan tells Rhonda that he thinks Monica is having an affair, and he invites Rhonda to the opera instead. Like, don't do that! (laughs) Rhonda joins Alan at the opera. To keep up with her plan, Monica camps out at Bobby's. After the opera, Alan and Rhonda hit Jake's for a drink, and Alan can't stop thinking about Monica on her date. Monica tells Bobby that her plan is now backfiring, Gigi thing, as she suspects Alan took Rhonda to the opera. Alan and Rhonda see each other on the docks. Alan treats Sunny at GH. Alan asks Rhonda if Karen's okay, and he offers her a ride home. And that was a couple days later. Yes, that's whenever Karen starts with the strip club stuff, but I can talk about that for days. So we're not even going to go into all of that. And then in October, Monica buys a very expensive engraved bracelet for herself from Rod. And Alan notices a very rundown Karen and wants her to cut back on her hours at the hospital. Monica drops a bracelet right in front of Alan, making sure he gets a good look at it. And then Alan tells Rhonda about Monica's expensive gift from Rod. Alan invites Rhonda out for a drink. Alan and Monica go another round about her affair. And Rhonda tells Alan how horrible Karen is doing in school. 
which is totally not like Karen because mm-hmm. she was amazing. After seeing what shape Karen's in, Alan wants a meeting with her later at GH. Damien meets Alan and Jason. Alan tries to help Karen. He asks her if she is taking pills to stay awake. And we talked all about this <laughs> last year when we talked about, was that last year? Oh my gosh. With Karen's pill addiction. Yeah, it would have been because we talked to her. Carrie Shane. No, we talked to her in February. February, Yeah. Because that was your birthday. I know. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to do for you from now. (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of shot myself in the foot with that one. Hi, Carrie. How are you? (laughs) Anyway, October 11th, Alan asked Monica if she will be using the opera tickets, but she is not about to let Madam Butterfly go to waste on Rhonda. Alan tells Steve about a procedure he invented to help one of his patients being written up in a medical journal. Amy tells Alan that Steve and Karen stole pills from GH. Steve agrees to let Alan look into the matter before he takes any action. Alan and Monica end up at the opera together because he used his ticket and she used hers. <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry, like, you know, you can't go. So we each get one ticket. That sounds ridiculous. And then ridiculous. they both wound up using it. Right. <laughs> Monica comes clean with Alan that she made up Rod to get his attention, and Alan and Monica agree to stop arguing and end up making love, because that's how they end up At least they didn't fall into bed. Right. Monica learns about Alan's article being published in the medical journal. Alan confronts Karen about stealing drugs from the hospital. She comes clean with Alan. He gives her another chance. When Rhonda shows up at GH, Alan and Monica ask her to tread lightly with Karen. That's been really intimidating to be a doctor, because you also have to be writing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. (laughs) Steve meets with Jack Boland. Jack wants to give a million dollar endowment in Alan's name to GH. Is that the guy that he did the procedure on? Yes. So Alan's procedure that was written up in the medical journal helped his son-in-law. Oh, okay. Monica assures Steve that Alan got through to Karen and that she is working on turning things around. Audrey, Steve, and Jack Boland join the Quartermains for dinner. Jack announces that he's giving the million dollars to GH in Alan's name and that there will be a banquet in his honor. Alan learns that- Wait a second. A million dollar donation and all you get is a banquet? You'll have to take that up with with Jack and and Steve, I guess. Um, How do you think that... Oh, I guess... I mean, that wouldn't buy a wing or anything now. Probably not. It would buy a chair in the lobby. I was going to say, that's like... Okay. Maybe an exam table. Here's the waiting bench (laughs) dedicated to Alan Quartermain outside the cardiac unit. (laughs) Alan learns that the strain of two jobs is really taking its toll on Karen. He offers her a loan, but she turns him down. Alan tells Rhonda about Karen over extending herself and he writes Rhonda a check for Karen and wants her to convince Karen to take it. Alan tells Rhonda that he can't see her anymore, not even as friends. Hmm. I just love him. I know him kissing Rhonda is not okay, but he wants to help Karen and she's doing too much and he's right. just so sweet. So then in November, Alan and Monica turned down AJ's request to borrow $10 million. That is just not fair. Against his trust fund <laughs> to buy Julia's shares oh of ELQ. Okay. Shannon, can I borrow $10 million? Sure. Let me just get my magical checkbook. Thank you. Monica finds the check that Alan wrote to Rhonda for Karen and gets the wrong idea. Alan is able to convince Monica that the money was for Karen's education and they end up in bed together. (laughs) I mean, that's how that progresses. (laughs) You want to talk about education? (laughs) Bam. (laughs) That's just so sexy to hear you pay for somebody else. Oh, talk to me about (laughs) her credit. (laughs) What about electives? (laughs) Oh my god. Four classes. <laughs> so sexy, baby. Um, Extra curriculars. <laughs> oh my god. 
Monica's looking for May at his job, and she calls Alan, interrupting him and Monica's love making. In November 8th, Jason tells Alan about Karen's sexual abuse. Ray shows up at Rhonda's apartment. He attacks her when she confronts him about what he did to Karen. Alan calls Rhonda, and in the struggle, the phone's knocked off the receiver, because, you know, these were like real phones back then. And Alan can hear she's in trouble. Alan finds Ray beating up Rhonda and throws him off her. Ray crashes into the window, breaking his neck, and Rhonda is unconscious. This is kind of one of those reasons why we love Alan, Mm because he would not let that happen. Exactly. Which... I think in most cases, most people would stop that. But this is where he might have messed up a little. So he calls for help for Rhonda and covers up all evidence that he was there. Yeah. He disposes of Ray's body, throwing his back out in the process. I mean, he's getting older. He can't just throw people in the (laughs) water like he did with Victor Jerome back in the day. Does that mean that if we want to plan a murder, we better like we better do it it now? Yeah. My back's already owing. I know. Everyone is awaiting Alan's arrival at the banquet. A disheveled Alan shows up at the banquet late, claiming that he had a flat tire that he had to change. AJ notices Alan is missing a cufflink. Details. After he is alerted by Steve, Alan takes Karen with him to GH as Rhonda has gone into emergency surgery. Karen, Alan, and Jason arrive at GH and Rhonda is still in surgery. Sean tells Alan that they found Ray's truck at the airport and his forensics team is going over the apartment. Alan has a nightmare about killing Ray on November 12th and then Jason referees a fight between Alan and AJ. You know, because Alan's a little upset about things. He doesn't have a good tolerance. On the 17th, Karen learns that Rhonda accepted the check from Alan and Rhonda wants her to use it for therapy. Alan and Monica check in on Rhonda and Karen thanks Alan for the money. Rhonda tells Alan that she will not feel safe until Ray is caught because she was blacked out. She was knocked out. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know that he was dead. Sean asks Alan some questions about Ray and then in December, Rhonda has a nightmare about the night Ray beat her up and she remembers Alan's voice. This is like the whole, um, like Austin. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I wanted to call him Franco, even though I know this last name. I know where you were going. Thank you. She later calls Alan with the news that she remembers his voice. Sean IDs the body found at the ELQ plant. Why? Why would you drop it in your own families? Come on, Alan. Anyway, Sean. I do like this is your first death. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Your first cover up. Do you have to kill before you learn? Sean IDs the body found at the ELQ plant is that of Ray Conway. AJ finds Alan's cufflink that he lost the night of the banquet near the body. AJ finds it before the police. I find that a little shocking because Sean was like on it. But okay. Alan learns from Edward and AJ that Ray's body has been found. Oh, we forgot to mention that Edward's alive. Oh, Edward's alive. Yeah, Anna brought him back. They saw each other in a bar. I guess we skimmed that because it didn't pertain to Alan. But yeah, his dad's home. Hi. They had to have only been like a quick sentence. They obviously didn't have like a big. It just talked about that Anna saw him at the at the bar. Okay, and like went into it. So it's not but like they had a big. Well. Hey, welcome back from the dead. No, there wasn't like a part. They, he okay. didn't get a banquet. Okay, for coming back. <laughs> I mean, so um, AJ theorizes with Monica as to whether Alan is capable of killing someone, and Alan learns AJ knows the truth about Ray. Dun dun dun. Alan tries to cover with AJ. Alan explains to AJ how Ray died and how he covered it up. Monica begins to doubt Alan and asks him point blank if he killed Ray and he denies it. 
Monica tries to get Alan to admit the truth about Ray, and Alan finally admits to Monica that he killed Ray on December 13th. Like, that's when he admitted it to her. And then on December 14th, Karen goes to Alan for help in getting Jagger a lawyer, because everyone suspects Jagger is who killed Ray, since Ray was the one that abused Karen. Alan asks Paul to represent Jagger. Alan tells Monica that he had to retain Paul to represent Jagger. Sean questions Jagger. With the evidence being circumstantial, Jagger is released. Monica tells her son that they both know that Jagger is innocent. She appreciates that AJ framed him, but lets him know that Alan is seeking a lawyer to represent him. AJ tells Alan that he set Jagger up. Alan's livid for with him for tampering with evidence. And then Alan tells Monica that AJ set up Jagger. Hmm. And Edward tries to persuade Alan and Monica to vote with him against Damien's proposals. And that gets into a bunch of other ELQ stuff, but it's just here because it'll come in and play in 94. Alan and AJ come to blows over AJ setting up Jagger. And then finally on the 29th, AJ tells Alan that he squared things with Jagger. And then we get into 94. I think that's a good place to stop with. I think so too. Because I got to say Jagger's name like a couple A million times. times. It was fantastic. <gasps> Poor Jagger. I'm so sorry we're framed. What can I do to make it better? So this is where we're starting <laughs> to get into Alan has a heavy storyline and then Alan kind of takes a back seat and is involved in other people's storylines. And so it's really difficult to kind of. Yes. I mean, somehow I apologize. We skimmed over Edward coming back to life. Right. So. But we really want to give everyone their own series eventually at some point. Right. So, yeah, that's it. So, what, May through May the of- end of 91, 92, and 93? Yeah. Boom. We're getting halfway there. <laughs> Are we halfway there? No, because we're just going into 94. We have to go to... 90. He started in 97. Oh, 77. Yeah. I thought you meant through the 90s. I'm like, no, honey, it's only 93. So we've covered 17 years and he died in 2007. We have 13 years left. So yes, we have covered a little over half of Alan in seven episodes. <laughs> but basically, all you need to say is Alan fought about EOQ, the boys, and then him and Monica would fall into bed. Multiple affairs. Multiple <laughs> affairs on both parts. That's all there is to it. But we will get into more detail. We about fighting with oh, Tracy. Fight with Tracy. Yes. yes. So we'll tell but, you more about all his issues and then how he fell into bed with Monica. Again. Next, next week. week. But join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.